When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Part two, flipping the script, making it all about them and not about you. This is an excerpt from Off Script, Mastering the Art of Business Improv. Two separate personalities. It can be hard to teach leaders to flip the script when it comes to being more empathetic and even vulnerable if those leaders are wearing a thick protective armor over their humanity in the workplace. You've met leaders like this. Heck, maybe you've been this kind of leader. It's not uncommon for leaders when they're climbing the corporate ladder or when they claim the corner office to be guilty of presenting two separate personalities to the world. One personality inside the office and the other outside the office. Their inside the office personality is often very rigid and authoritative and hinges on nothing personal, just business. They believe that their ability to be aloof allows them to rise above, that their inhumanity and inaccessibility puts them in the upper echelon of the non-vulnerable. They reveal in strength it takes to never show any vulnerability in most circumstances. They, we, use phrases like, never let them see you sweat, and they see friendliness as a weakness. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to get the job done. Two-faced, empathy-devoid leaders think that business people need to be cold order barkers who should never fully connect with others in the business. They take pride in their distance, and sadly, they often continue on this path until something happens that makes it all come crashing down. Their aloof and impersonal 
there are loops and impersonal workplace behavior starts degrading relationships and then projects start to fail. Terrifying numbers on the institutional balance sheet can be sometimes tied back to these failures to listen, connect, and care. Here's a quote from Daniel Goldman. Self-absorption in all of its forms kills empathy, let alone compassion. When we focus on ourselves, our world contracts as our problems and preoccupations loom large. But when we focus on others, our world expands. Our own problems drift into periphery of the mind and so seem smaller and we increase our capacity for connection or compassionate action. Ask yourself, have you ever walked into a conference room or jumped on a video conference preoccupied with a problem you were facing and then had to make the crucial decision when asked a simple question, so how's your day going? Can you think of a time when you answered the question honestly, but with too much ego, making the meeting all about you and possibly derailing the possibilities for progress or connection that were ripe in that moment? Conversely, can you think of a time when you smiled and simply said, not bad, tell me how things are going with you, shifting the emphasis quickly to your coworkers, clients, or customers and creating space for conversation that would have never been possible if you had dominated all the airtime with self-absorption. What's the lesson here? What's the lesson for you here? How might you breathe and speak and pace yourself differently, allowing more space for others, allowing, as Goldman suggests, the chance for our own problems to drift to the periphery? We've all witnessed how a self-absorbed leader by his or her very nature demonstrates a lack of empathy for others, which creates a lack of respect and trust and creates chaos within the organization. Self-absorbing becomes very apparent when longtime CEO of an organization announces that they'll be stepping down from their role. The others in the C-suite start positioning themselves to be the new heir apparent and will throw people under the bus to remain a viable candidate, yet their brand of leadership is often chaos as a result of their self-absorption. And what happens to those who have been sacrificed and thrown under the bus? Ultimately, they will leave the organization for greener pastures. They realize they deserve better and they'll go find leaders worthy of them or they'll start their own companies and lead themselves. Self-absorption creates a toxic work environment. Empathetic leadership creates an empowered workplace. One person's behaviors and attitudes can impact many. Replacing assumptions. A very effective way to increase empathy is by replacing assumptions with a sense of curiosity that opens us up to empathy. You achieve this through conversation and by questioning to reveal what lies beneath the surface of the other person's issue or perspective. Curiosity is a good thing. It helps us to ask the questions and gather more facts and information, which leads to eliminating unfounded assumptions. The more questions we ask, the closer we get to the root of any issue. And once discovered, we can help devise a plan to help solve the problem at hand. Have you ever noticed that the word improv looks a lot like the word improve? More than like mere coincidence. It's a powerful reminder that when we master improv, we improve relationships, teams, 
organizations, products, and careers. Improv is all about empathy. For business leaders, an improv background provides an excellent foundation for empathizing with others. First, as a leader, you need to be a great listener and fully present during every conversation, controlling your emotions and recognizing theirs. Leaders should take their ego agenda, their tendency towards playing politics or steering a conversation to achieve their own personal outcomes and excess emotion and put them in the periphery where they won't derail the conversation. When ego, agenda, and emotion are infused too strongly in a conversation, the conversation halts, and negativity is nearly always an immediate result. Ask yourself, when was the last time you derailed a conversation because your ego, agenda, and or emotion took over the conversation? How could you have taken a breath, listened with more empathy and genuine concern, and focused on the importance of the relationship or the organizational outcomes at stake? Did your self-absorbed approach to the conversation create its own set of problems when the ideal outcome for the meeting would have been to be solving the initial problems? Leaders, great leaders, inspire and motivate through empathy, not through ego, agenda, and emotion. Developing the kind of empathy to improve your leadership in this way can start with an improviser's mindset. Empathy, emotional intelligence, and the improviser's mindset. If all of this about empathy is ringing some bells and reminding you of professional development and personal work you've undertaken to improve your emotional intelligence, that's great. That gives you some brainy muscle memory for the work we're doing here. If you're like most leaders, you've taken at least one emotional intelligence assessment at work or maybe in college, or you've attended a professional development workshop or webinars on emotional intelligence, and your organization has even built standards for emotional intelligence into the employee performance evaluation and metrics. Yet some people still find it difficult to understand that a leader's emotional intelligence, of which empathy is a key component, is more critical to the organization than the leader's technical knowledge. Why can Google figure this out, but other companies can't? A Washington Post article about the employee culture at Google reported that in 2013, Google analyzed hiring, firing, and promotional data back to 1998 when the company was incorporated. The top characteristics for success at Google are being a good coach, communicating and listening, possessing insights into others, having empathy toward and being supportive of one's colleagues, being a critical thinker and problem solver, being able to make connections across complex ideas. These characteristics are otherwise known as soft skills in modern day business jargon. When I use the term soft skills in a conversation, I watch for the other person to roll their eyes. And when they do, I typically respond. They call them soft skills, but wouldn't you agree that they're hard to master? Their eyes stop rolling and become wide open to the truth. The truth is that technical skills like knowing how to apply debits and credits as an accountant or knowing how to write HTML for a website or knowing how to draw a patient's blood are easier to learn than soft skills like effective listening or demonstrating empathy. And if you want to get promoted in today's business world, you have to master your interpersonal skills, those nebulous soft skills that are hard to master. 
Mastering the soft skills is easier, thankfully, with an improviser's mindset. Just by the nature of the philosophy of yes and, the leader is acting in a more empathetic manner than responding with either no because or yes but. The words no and but have a negative implication and can create a negative response when they inevitably make others feel defensive, dismissed, and disrespected. Yes, and keeps conversations moving forward positively. You might be wondering, however, isn't it possible for the truly self-absorbed leader to use yes and language and still do so in a way that is oppressive and disrespectful? Yes, and that's not very common. See what I did there? Imagine that a coworker presents an idea that you want to dismiss out of hand. You say, yes, and I still expect you to do it my, my way. So you say, yes, and I still expect you to do it my way. Even though you used yes, and in constructing your sentence, you were not operating in the spirit of yes, and. You weren't truly acknowledging the value of what was shared or expressed to you. That kind of passive-aggressive communication style is a more overt use of the newly common American phrase, yeah, no. If you have teenage children, you likely know this term very well. When used properly and genuinely, yes and creates more empathetic response by helping you park your ego and listen to understand what the other person is trying to convey. Yes and often forces you to pause for the moment to process the information you've just heard and then respond with a question or a positive comment. By the time the conversation has concluded, you as the leader will have a better understanding of the other's wants and needs. And as a result, you can try to support those in a meaningful and impactful ways. The business of people. Let me ask you a simple question. What business are you in? Before you answer with the restaurant business or the business of higher education or the retail business, think about what makes your business and your entire industry tick. If you're a leader who's been listening to my podcast or reading my book or blogs, you know that the question is a bit of a trick question and is truly an important one. The answer to the question, what business are you in, is always the people business. Without people, you have no one working with you, no customers, no stakeholders. The better you treat and understand the people that you serve, and I suggest you do this through improv leadership, the more empowered and loyal the stakeholders become. The ability to truly listen to another person and be able to empathize with them is the ability that positions you to generally show gratitude, respect, and support. That costs you nothing except your time. What steps will you take to become a more empathetic leader? Take some time and think about it because this is the number one skill needed in our leaders today and in the future. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.